Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Cray News with Kay this hour. Simona Magente Papadopoulos next hour. We're going to break down a lot of different news stories. Make sure you stick around for that. There's also some more wokeness we've got to get to. That and a whole lot more. Appreciate you stopping by on your Monday. That is Carrie Lucky. Carrie, how you doing? Great. I agree. You're all great. Polo, what's happening? Good to see you. Sam, Megan and Evan, get her done. A lot of people wanted to be heard last hour on the car stuff. I get it. it, it it's close to home to me or else I wouldn't have done the monologue. Make sure you email me. Just uh, go to JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Click on contact at the bottom of the page. That'll come right to me. Sign up for all the social media. It's on top. Trump Social, more and more of you are being added to Trump Social. I'm at Joe Pags there, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. While you're there, check out the monologues that we do, the parodies, the interviews, the news stories the staff is writing every day. We've updated that website. Hopefully it's easy to navigate, that you like it. Make sure you stop by, JoePags.com. Wokeness and wokeism is uh, seeping into every part of our society, every part of our culture. You can't seem to get away from it, to be honest with you. And by wokeness... People sometimes get confused what that means. Those who consider themselves on the progressive leading edge are the ones that are considered woke. Woke is you have to always consider trans people no matter what it is that you're doing. Woke is you can't like the national anthem because it's somehow racist. Woke is um, if you say that teachers can't teach orientation or, or gender ID, you're somehow anti-LGBTQXYZ123, and you're not woke enough. Woke is, yes, free speech, as long as it's speech I agree with. Woke is, allow the government to tell you you've got to get four booster shots, or else you're somehow a racist. Woke is, you must accept this Supreme Court nominee because she's black and female. Even though she was easy on pedophiles and easy on criminals, it doesn't matter. Whoopi today... On The View, I'm told, again, I don't watch it. I'm a man. I'm not supposed to watch The View. Not a, I don't think you I'm allowed could. to. Yeah, I think you I don't are think allowed. so. Yeah. I don't think I'm allowed. You are. Yeah. Yeah. I put on I put on the ABC affiliate. I don't want you to have to argue. But last Wednesday, I put on the ABC affiliate, mm-hmm. and immediately the screen went blank, and <laughs> words popped TV up and said, knew you were we a guy identify you as a male Therefore, you're not allowed to watch this show unless you're willing to cry and wear a pink cap. And I said, no. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I will not. So um, Whoopi, I guess, said Republicans are against her nomination because she's black. Mm-hmm. Now, Carrie, this is exactly what I said, what, weeks ago when, when he nominated her. They're only doing it so that nobody can possibly say uh, they're against it because they'll be called racist. Right. And, and guess happening. what they're doing? Mm-hmm. So if you're woke, you're in that camp as well. Well, I don't want wokeness when I go and enjoy a theme park. I don't want wokeness when I watch a television show. I don't want wokeness when I travel via plane. But listen, we've got three great stations in Alaska. And we hear from Alaska all the darn time. We hear from you guys. I love you guys. Alaska Airlines has decided woke 
is the way to go. Help me out, Carrie. Yep. From the Hill, Alaska Airlines has announced updates to its uniform policy, relaxing restrictions on fingernail polish, tattoos and piercings and developing gender neutral uniform pieces for employees like flight attendants. The airline in a statement said the policy change was representative of its commitment to, quote, provide more freedom and flexibility in individual and gender expression. The names of the airline's uniform kits, such as stewardess, will also be altered to focus on fit rather than gender identity. And employees now have the option to wear personal pronoun pins with their uniform to ensure they are not misgendered, the airline said. I know firsthand what it feels like not to be seen, heard, or able to bring your authentic self to work. James Thomas, Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion in Alaska Airlines, said in a news release announcing the policy update, when I've experienced this, it didn't feel great and honestly made it hard to come to work every day during those times or to deliver my best work. Our employees, guests, and communities we serve have my commitment. We are going to keep listening and pushing ourselves to be better. The airline's announcement comes roughly nine months after it was accused of discriminating against non-binary and gender non-conforming employees. Prior to the policy shift, flight attendants at Alaska Airlines were required to adhere to a rigid set of male and female dress and grooming standards, which regulated things like hairstyle, makeup, and jewelry. Come on, man. Non-binary and gender non-conforming. Hey, Carol, let me ask you this. You're a smart individual. I mean, hell, you went to prom with Randy. Um, <laughs> what? Has nothing to do with how smart I am. What? Okay. I don't know. What, what do you mean? I don't know. Uh-huh. Just throw that out there. Um, by definition, isn't non-binary and gender non-conforming the same thing? I thought so, unless they've changed one of the definitions recently. Non-binary means I'm not really choosing a gender. I am whatever I want to be, which would also be gender fluid, I think, uh, which just sounds nasty. Ew, gender, get your gender fluid off me. Um, mm-hmm. That and and gender non-conforming is, I would think, the same thing. I'm not going to conform to a gender. Mm-hmm. I'm non-binary. In fact, my gender is fluid. So why do we need three? Do, is there a reason why we need three? I'm not really sure why. For this little dinky tiny portion of the population that that's you know confused like this, the portion of the population that is transgender is but is less than one percent. Now it's growing because for some reason we're educating people that they can be any gender they want when they're little, and this is what this pushes in some of the schools, and this is why we need laws that say something like you know, maybe we shouldn't be teaching four, five, six, seven, and eight year olds about this. But now we've got an airline that because of a minuscule minority of either employees or potential employees is forcing all of their employees to wear a, a label, a tag. You saw the picture, right? Um, oh, yes, I did. Yeah, they're all they're all holding up a tag that says he, 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 him, yeah, she, they, her. Him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're, they're actually making... All of their employees wear this stupid label. Now, I don't on my profile on my social media, I don't have any of that he, him, pronoun crap. In fact, I almost changed it today, but I didn't feel like getting suspended today. But I almost changed it to, if you don't know my pronoun, or you know my pronouns or you're stupid. I mean, something like that. Or my, my pronouns are obvious. You know, I mean, I, I don't understand why there's confusion. I have in my life never run into a situation where I just couldn't tell what gender the person was. Even if it were a man dressed as a woman, I could still 
generally tell it was a man dressed as a woman. Now, are there situations where it would be hard to understand? Sure. Uh, are there situations where people have, you know, done the hormone blockers and changed their appearance so much that you just couldn't tell? Yeah, probably. But generally speaking, in a almost 100% sense, you can tell what somebody's pronouns are because you can tell what their gender is. And how they feel about identifying themselves is not something, a conversation that I want to have. So forcing everybody, forcing the 99% to conform to what the 1% wants is stupid. Stupid! I mean, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. Yet we're doing it. And these people in this, in this picture from Alaska Airlines, they're smiling Big and proud. They couldn't be happier than to have their stupid name placard that says he, him, she, her, they, them. They could not be happier. They're just thrilled by it. Listen, when I fly your airline, I don't I don't give a damn what your pronoun is. I don't care if you're male or female or confused. I don't care. I want to get from point A to point B. I want a nice beverage when beverage time is is coming around. And and I also want to eat some food if I got a flight with a meal. And I want to get there safely. And when I leave the plane, I won't think about you again until I see you on another flight when I'm flying back. You're just not that important in the bigger scheme of things when I'm going to go do business somewhere or going to go and visit my family somewhere. You're just not as important as you want me to think you are. Now, I'm not saying that people are important. They, they are very important to somebody. I get that. I'm not lessening who they are. And I treat everybody with respect. Don't misunderstand. But I don't love them. They're not in my family. They are not at a level of importance to where I need to break down a conversation with them about what their decision is about gender. Carrie, is that a conversation that you see yourself having with a flight attendant? No. I'll take a you know, Sprite so you're, you're and some peanuts. And... Right. Okay, that's pre- about where we stop. press the button over top. <laughs> you press the button over top, ding. The person comes up, yes, can I help you? Yeah, what are your pronouns? <laughs> yeah, I'm not asking. Literally, nobody's ever asked that question. And the fact that they are now thrusting this, this is the problem. This, the whole Florida thing has never been about you can't say that you went paddleboarding with your husband. It's been about teaching that you can be gay if you want, or you can be straight, or you can, like girls or boys, love is love. You can absolutely decide what gender you are today. And if you don't want to tell your parents, we won't tell your parents. So DeSantis stepped in and said, no, no, we're not going to do this. We're not talking about sexual orientation or activity with four, five, six, seven, eight-year-olds. We're not going to talk about gender ID with people this age. Somebody said something on Twitter today that I found interesting, and I can't think of who it was. But the, the, the tweet was something to the effect of, if there is a minimum age for sexual activity in every state in the union, and there is, I mean, Carrie, you cover news, there is a, mm-hmm. an age of consent. Yes is what we call it. Why then would we ever want to talk about sexual orientation, sexual activity, or gender ID with anybody under that age? I think it's an interesting question. So let me say this to all of you wokesters out there. Hey, woke business, A, B, or C, selling widgets. I don't care what your pronouns are. As much as I value you as a human being, you're not very important to me um, in the realm of importance in my life. Just as I'm not very important to you in that I'm just a customer that's going to pay some money and then I'll be gone. You won't think about me again. And that's fine. That's sort of the way commerce works. 
why you think I need to know about your personal thoughts, your personal processes, your personal, you know, boogeymen. I don't. I don't need to know. I just don't need to know. And the fact that you're doing a whole big thing here where everybody in the company is going to be wearing these pronouns, which now will force a conversation, bothers me. Okay, remember when Starbucks um, started writing on the side of their coffee cups, let's talk about race? Oh, I do, yes. How long did that last? Not very long. That went away I pretty quickly, didn't it? I don't know how it? successful that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why did that go away so quickly, do you know? Yeah, because it didn't work. Because it didn't work. Nobody cared. I'm going there to buy coffee. I don't want to talk to you about race. You're not that important in the scheme of things of my day. You want me to stop and have a conversation with you about race? Screw you. Give me my $20 coffee. Is it like 20 bucks for a coffee there? <laughs> not quite, but close. 15. Oh, freaking no. I mean, it's too, way too expensive, whatever it is. Um, give me my mocha mocha latte and shut the freak up. I don't want to talk to you about race. I don't want to hear about your gender. I don't want to hear about what's fluid in you. Nothing like that. And people need to start realizing that. And the more we start really using our, our pocketbooks and wallets, or not using them against these companies that are so woke, the more these companies will realize maybe we shouldn't have gone off the, you know, veered off the path. Look, the, the, the best example I can give you in my life is that I love Nike. I love Nike shoes, sneakers, apparel, shirts, socks. Love them. Haven't bought Nike in many years. I'm wearing New Balance now. And I like Nike better. But Nike decided I needed to love Black Lives Matter, think that Kaepernick was oppressed or that police are no good or that the anthem is is garbage. I had to think that way if I wanted to buy Nike stuff. I don't care what you think about those things. Make me some nice shoes and shirts and apparel and maybe I'll buy your stuff. I will not buy their stuff until they say, hey, listen, we went way above and beyond where we should have as a company. It was not our place to do this. We were wrong. Then I'll come back. They're not going to say that. It's going to be coming back. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Glad to have you on a Motown Monday. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Tons going on. Case Mike, bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around. Meantime, got to tell you about Super Beats. They're awesome. Super Beats really do rock. They've got the soft chews, the heart chews that will uh, they're going to support a healthy lifestyle. Now, what they are is they're a combination of non-gel beets and grapeseed extract. They taste delicious. You put these in the morning. Take two of these in the morning. Part of your morning routine, and you're going to feel the difference. This, uh, they help to support a, a good blood flow, good blood pressure. The circulation that, um, that you have in your body as you're younger is a whole lot better, generally speaking, than as you get older. And that circulation really does help to regulate your energy level. So if you're trying to kick things up with a, a bunch of caffeine, maybe a bunch of coffee in the afternoon or, or sugary drinks, maybe a, a, some sort of a, an energy drink, you know, all these energy drinks that are out there, you're going to crash afterwards. I, I've felt that. I've seen that. And I don't do that anymore. Make sure you go check out Super Beats Heart Shoes right now. They've got a great deal for those who listen to my, my show. Go right now to JoeLovesBeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping. It's their best offer available anywhere. That's JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com up to 45% off at JoeLovesBeats.com. Make that happen right now. 
All right, uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Would you, would you go and fly on an airline that made the decision that their thought process or the workers' thought processes was or were or was based on gender identity? Now you need to know what my thoughts are on gender fluidity, on gender nonconforming, on non-binary, whatever the hell that means. Actually, Gary actually had somebody send me an email. Well, what non-conforming means is that they don't, I, I, I don't think you understand. I don't really care mm-hmm. because it's so few in our society that are dealing with the, that stupidity that it just make, it makes my, my face hurt, makes my brain hurt. Jim, I've got maybe 30 seconds for you, brother. I want to get you in. What's going on? Hey, hey, first, my pronoun is hey, dummy. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to think, I think uh, it's absolutely perverse and wrong to think about an adult having that kind of a conversation with a child, yes. especially a child who's not theirs. I just, I, I'm really, I'm standing up and applauding Governor DeSantis. I think every governor in the U.S. should do it along with the president. It's just disgusting to think about. Uh, anybody having a conversation like that with young children that age. I'm with you. I got to run. I appreciate that. Very well said. It is. It's It's somehow, it's sorted. It's It's dirty. It's underhanded. There is no need for a conversation about sexual orientation with anybody of that age. You know, you want to have that as part of sex ed when they're 13, 14, whatever, after puberty, maybe. But I mean, having that conversation with somebody at the age of four through eight, it's it's perverted. It is there, there isn't another word for it. And now you got the idiot Eric Adams, who is the governor not the governor, the mayor of New York City, where there's crime that's rampant, homelessness is rampant, things are out of control in New York City. You got this guy out there now, he's gonna start advertising in Florida that gay people should go from Florida to New York. Because somehow it's better for gay people all of that crime in New York City. Very strange. Nothing that DeSantis did is anti-gay. What he did was pro-child and pro-parent. Tom, yeah, come on, talk to me. Yeah, that was a male person. Yeah. Oh, there's two. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. Carrie, you know what he's talking about? No clue. Like, like he's in the middle of a conversation. I know. Let me try it again. Yeah. Tom, you're on the air. Let's go. Yeah, Joe. Um, well, every company has to be more woke than the next, I yes. think is kind of what's going on. You know, they can't let somebody not be woke. They got to show that they can kind of one-up each other. Yeah, that's it. Yep, <laughs> that's about it. All right, Tom, thanks. Open line. I don't know. Did I miss something with Tom? <laughs> Maybe he was really talking to you the first time you went there. We kind of missed the first part of his conversation, I guess. Tom's call appeared to be, yeah, it's a guy. Yeah, there's two guys. I, I don't. I, then talking to him, he didn't have a voice like that. I, I don't know. It was weird. Not. I'm going to need you sure. to screen these calls after Sam screens on. Uh, I'm going to need a double screening. Mm. Mm. That one call, Sam, did he sound like that when you answered him? Uh, I, I didn't hear him on air, but he sounded good to me. <laughs> I, think he was, I think he was actually listening on the radio because I could hear it in the background a little bit. And he was responding to what I said on the radio when I took him live on the phone call. Uh, he'll call back. Tom will do better next time. Maybe it was my fault. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, Case Smythe when we come back. Some Cray news on a Monday. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's always great to have a Monday because it's Cray News with Monday with Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. How are you? Yes, if they saw the outtakes, they would be very, very uh, funny to see exactly what happens before we start this. But thank God you're back. Always great to have you on. Great job on Newsmax uh, yesterday. What is it, 8.50 or 8.30 every Sunday morning? When is the exact time that you're on? Yep, 8.30, between sort of about 8.25 and 8.30 every single Sunday. Uh, Carl Higby has me on his show, Wake Up America, and uh, I get to destroy Ellis Hennigan. So, Ellis, if you're listening... Um, I'm not sorry. I think your ideas are stupid. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a nice so, connection yeah, that we so. have with Ellis. Back in the day when I filled in for Glenn Beck on CNN, uh, Ellis would come on and I would destroy him then too. So we, we actually can share that with the fact that we destroy him. He always seems so angry. But what are you angry about, Ellis? Come on. But you do a great yeah. job. That was great yesterday. Go check out uh, Kay on social media. You can see that hit from yesterday. I love having you on because you, you write these great stories for the Daily Caller and uh, another eight or nine stories today. And several of them jump out at us. And I was talking earlier about the local newscasters just just getting it wrong when it comes to COVID and the boosters and all this stuff. You've got an update out of Great Britain where I guess there are new rules or, or there are new guidelines when it comes to COVID. Fill me in. So, um, sorry. It's <laughs> so funny, Joe. Like, this is one of the silliest articles I've ever written. Um, I've actually got it up in front of me right now. So the headline, and this is from uh, this is from one of my editors, so I can't take credit for this, but UK's new COVID-19 guidelines list feeling sick or being sick as symptoms. So the NHS, our nationalized, exactly, right? Like the, the NHS, our national healthcare service, uh, which means, you know, it's like our vision of universal healthcare or whatever. Um, they've added nine new symptoms to the list of uh, qualifying COVID-19 symptoms. So you can get like a free test or whatever. And um, the, last, <laughs> the last on the list is feeling sick or being sick and then all of the other symptoms, sorry, I know my voice is doing a thing. No, it's but fine. All of the other symptoms are basically the exact same symptoms as like the flu or having a cold. And the NHS even says that. It's taken two years, two years for the NHS to be like, oh, you know what? It is just like a really like different version of a cold. But the feeling sick and being sick one, I mean... If I was still living in the UK and I had a terrible job where, you know, half my income was taken by the state to go towards nothing, um, I would be feeling sick or being sick every blimmin' day. But, but but I don't know I don't know how to how to how to discern between the two. How are you, Kay? I'm feeling sick. Well, are you sick? Yes, I'm also being sick. I, 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 I mean, how does that even work? Who sat down and said, well, this will make sense. If they just feel sick, that's not enough. But if you're being sick, that's a different thing. Or if you're being sick but don't feel sick, are you sick? It's well, almost okay. like it makes your brain hurt. Yeah, well, here's the only thing that I can think it might be. Okay. So in the UK, being physically sick means to throw up. So like... Uh, me and my family, we do this thing called like a tactical sicky, which is when you've like drunk too much, but you want to keep drinking. So you're going to throw up so oh, you can no. start drinking again. Oh, no. um, it's basically what the Romans did. So, you know, wow. real classy. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the only thing I think it could be is like they mean sick as in like to vomit. But I, I at the same time, I just can't like we would. I would assume that they would say vomit or throw up instead of like it's like the feeling like nauseous or they'd say like I'm feeling the need to throw up instead of being like feeling sick and being and, sick. And so those guidelines, sick. those guidelines could, could actually direct you to almost any sickness, any illness, yeah. feeling sick or being sick. 
But, but Kay, at some, at some other point, not now because already my, my listeners are like, please don't say throw up anymore. But at some point, we have to examine why your family and you sit around going, I'd like to, like to drink some more, but I don't think I can. Let's go be sick. Well, in America, it's called boot and rally or something really? like that. I don't know. Am yeah, I just not in the drinking culture enough that I don't even know boot and rally? <laughs> okay. It's uh, Kay Smythe, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E.com. Go to Daily Caller as well. She's always uh, in, the, in the headlines there, writing tons of stories a day. She's on Newsmax. She's on my show. She's doing it all. All right, so uh, let, let's move on from the, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Let's move on from that to, um, there's something very interesting about space. Now, now um, this is send, sending signals into space. We're getting reaction or something. Fill me in, because I know that you love this story, but I'm not that sort of space guy. So fill me in on what this is about. Okay, so you are right, Joe. I love space. Right. Um, I do. I love it. So basically, scientists in California are beaming a new radio message into the depths of outer space uh, that essentially carries as much data and information as possible to any form of alien life that could come across this message. They'll be able to understand... um, sort of generally what human beings are, where we're located, some information on our solar system, things like that. And so this message was originally broadcast in the last century. I can't remember exactly when. I think it was in the 70s or the 80s. And what these new scientists are essentially doing is updating that original broadcast so that if alien life does exist, they not only have information about us, but they know where we are now. The big part of this story is Stephen Hawking was very skeptical about the idea of giving alien life our exact coordinates. I personally think we've already been visited by aliens. You know me. I got to talk about aliens all day, literally all day. I could talk about aliens. But on the off chance, we haven't been visited by intelligent life from another planet, another solar system, whatever, before Stephen Hawking, his big concern was we're giving people or creatures information about where we are. And he basically compared the risk to sort of like when Columbus landed in America and met with Native Americans. So any life form that is out there that is capable of reaching us is more intelligent than us just point blank because it's got that kind of technology to be able to travel at probably well it's going to have to be the speed of light really let's be honest with you and what these scientists are doing is basically going hey guys we're over here and we're not that smart so if you want to come pillage us you can just like do that so stephen hawking's Um, problem was sure see if you can communicate with them just don't tell them where we are because if you do they're going to come here and just take the whole the, the whole joint over yep and they might treat us like ants they might treat us like a virus they might treat us like bacteria i think it's a huge risk then again, I'm very into all the aliens conspiracy theories. I am pretty much convinced that if there is an alien invasion, it will be one that has been staged. It's going to be a hoax. Let's just not go down that route. Well, we, we, people we, can we hit better me not. up privately to discuss that. It, it sounds good. Go to casemythe.com. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not so um, uh, conceited or arrogant to think that we're the only thing in the universe. But obviously, there's something else out there. We somehow got here. They probably got there as well. Maybe one day we'll find out about them. I don't have the same fear that as soon as they find us, then they'll uh, uh, annihilate us. And, and by the way, if they're that smart anyway, they would have found us by now. And you're suggesting they probably have. They just haven't done mm-hmm. a whole lot with what they found. Uh, interesting. Look, it's an interesting story. 
I'm just a very uh, fact, I'm a very black white guy. So um, uh, either they are or they're not. I say they do exist, but I, I don't fear them. What if they're just as nice as you are? You're a very nice person, Kay. I'm not. Stop telling people that. That's Can true. Not? She's not. Not at all. Kaysmyth.com. <laughs> Go and read everything she writes on uh, on, on the, the Daily Caller. And there are great articles, every single one of them, also on Newsmax on the weekends. Let's talk about Denzel Washington. Now, this is the story that we can't seem to get away from, the whole Will Smith smacking Chris Rock in the face thing. Um, and everybody still has an opinion on it. Denzel Washington was one of the people consoling Will Smith that night. And I guess, subsequently, he had something to say about the devil and the workings of the devil. Fill me in. So, Joe, this story is a little bit weird because okay. Denzel Washington was asked at uh, at some talk at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. Um, the, the talk was on his uh, career and also on his faith. And so uh, the chap who was hosting the talk basically said to him, like, you know, when you stepped out to go and talk to Will Smith at the Oscars, it was kind of like you were stepping into World War Three, which I thought was a little bit of hyperbole, but whatever. Right. So Denzel Washington, in response to this, says, and I'm directly quoting here, <clears throat> there's a saying, when the devil ignores you, then you know you're doing something wrong. The devil goes, oh, no, leave him alone. He's my favorite. Conversely, when the devil comes at you, Maybe it's because you're trying to do something right. And for whatever reason, the devil got a hold of circumstances that night. So I think what he's trying to say is Will Smith was probably doing the right thing by defending his wife, but he did it in literally the worst way possible. Um, but I just thought that was such a such a meaningful, lovely sort of quote. I think that that's something that all of, you know, your listeners, certainly something that I really took to heart and hadn't really thought of. You know, I think in faith, you can go one way or the other. People either focus on God and all the gifts that he provides to us, right. or they focus on the devil. And there's very often like a like a crossover between the two. There's a tug and, of war. There's always a, a tug yeah. of war. You got one on each shoulder is the old, you know, thought process. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just I thought it was uh, I thought it was very insightful and it certainly gave me a new perspective on. I, I mean, like, how can you not apply that to everything that goes on in your life? If you right. know, if you feel like everything's going wrong, it might be because you're doing something right and the devil doesn't want you to be doing that. Interesting. But yeah, anyway. That, well, I, I don't think, listen, I don't think by any means what Will Smith did that night was right. He could have heckled him maybe, maybe yell something, maybe not with the profanity. You don't go up and smack the guy in the face. The most problematic thing out of that, I don't know if you've seen this this uh, video that was from shot from farther back, um, where Jada is laughing after he smacks him. I, I might have seen that. I also think the I was problem. the one who wrote the article and sent it to you, Joe. Thanks. Oh, wow. Thanks. Hey, it's Case Smythe. <laughs> Casemythe.com, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E dot C-O-M. And, and vel, a very well-written article because, you know, listen, Jada Smith, there's an issue there. And she's got a, a sense of, of, of claws or control into this guy to where he's almost not his own person. We saw the person reacting to, to Chris Rock's joke, and Will was laughing, as you showed mm -hmm. in the article that you sent me that I saw this on. Um, and, 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 and her laughing and shaking her head and like, like it was great that violence was just perpetrated by her husband in order to somehow save her honor. I mean, I think Denzel's right, but I think the devil not only got into him and said, the right thing that you want to do is the wrong thing. So better take it to the next level. And he did. Mm -hmm. And that was the wrong level to go to go read everything that Kay does. I, Kay, I, I, I want you to explain this. I want, I urge you, cause this is your generation. Oh, here we go. Kay, what is this? 
Um, okay, so for everyone listening at home, I'm currently being forced to look at Justin Bieber's <laughs> outfit from the Grammys. Everyone's focusing on his suit. What kind of grown man wears Crocs? I'm sorry. If you're listening at home and you are wearing Crocs, take them off, melt them down, turn them into something and hit yourself over the head with them and then throw them away. No one needs Crocs. They are a, the largest fashion faux pas in the history of the universe. I don't care if they're comfortable. I don't care if they're useful. Just just know you can do better. And honestly, Justin Bieber should have done better. Joe, you know me. I like I grew up in the modeling industry, so I have this huge aversion to like nice clothes and right, stuff because right. I was always like, sewn into them. And I have this like, you know, kind of this privileged trauma of, you know, nice stuff. So right. that's why I don't own any nice stuff. My entire outfit I'm wearing right now is secondhand. Um <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. He looks like a clown. Well, I want to. I want to describe this. Now, what is his wife's name? Is it Haley or something? I yeah, forget. Yeah, it's a, It's Haley Ball. I, I don't know. I, I, but, but she looks beautiful. She's wearing this uh, this evening gown. Uh, it, it's strapless. She looks pretty elegant. She's got a big fat diamond thing on her left hand. And here's Justin Bieber. Just to describe it, I don't know how tall this guy is, but this this is like Shaq's outfit. Um, this is some, I mean, it's like a, for a seven footer and it's hanging off of his hands and she's holding his hand through the, the actual jacket. The pants are so long that they're just crunched up at the bottom, probably two feet of pant at the bottom. The Crocs are ridiculous and he's wearing a pea hat. He's wearing a pink, uh, you know, sort of beanie, but the, not a beanie. It's like the, it's like what the women all wore at that stupid March five years ago. Um, I, I don't, I would, okay, help me. Cause if other people start dressing like this, I've got an issue. I mean, I, I have no words, and I'm, I don't think people are going to start dressing Is like Is he a trendsetter? Because... Will they want to look like him now? No, and I think, like, from everything that I've seen online, like, most people were like, what is he doing? <laughs> um, it's very rare that men win the worst dressed award for these award ceremonies, but, um, yeah, Beebs took this one home. So, he, somebody said to me, he's doing it for publicity. And, yeah. and my thought process is this. He's very talented. We've mm-hmm. known of him since he was a teenager from Canada just doing YouTube videos. Here's a guy who's worth millions and millions of dollars. Why does he need this kind of publicity? Um, you, you know that mindset. Addictive. What is it? It's addictive. Like, that kind of publicity is addictive. It's, you know, it's sad, but my generation, like, I can still remember a time without, like, you know, cable with, you know, with, with just landlines. Right. I remember a time before the Internet. But the younger members of my generation don't. And so we've grown up in this kind of normalized concept here in the West where to be successful isn't to have a family. It isn't to have a wife and take care of your kids and like, you know, earn a good living, but you don't need to go. Like the idea of success in this day and age is being famous on the internet or in, you know, you're getting the likes and, you know, Madonna did a similar thing yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the weird videos that she's posting online. It's this desperate attempt to perpetuate fame and celebrity, even when they have everything they could possibly need. Okay, you I'll, know, I'll say this clearly. Listen, Madonna came out way before you were born. I knew, I knew of her from the very beginning. Beautiful young woman, talented, did the right things to move up. See her in the movie Evita. She also learned how to become a very, very good singer and a very good actress. What that that video I saw yesterday, I couldn't believe it was her. And my response on Twitter was, you probably saw my tweet and you're acting like you didn't. But this is how you probably learned about it. Um, I said, that's Madonna. 
Because I had no idea. Um, it just doesn't look like her anymore, but she did it because I think you're right. She wants to be relevant. And she's only relevant now because she doesn't look like herself anymore. That's really it. Last word. Go ahead. No, that was it. I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head there, Joe. And um, I mean, I just, I'm terrified for the future of our species. Don't ever worry about the future of the planet. She's fine. But I do worry about our species because we are focused on the wrong things. I could not agree with you more. It's Kay Smythe. Go to ksmythe.com. Also, check out all of her articles on The Daily Caller and look for her on Newsmax TV. Kay, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. I'll speak to you soon. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Motown Monday, the Joe Pags show. Glad to have you here. Always enjoy the Cray News. Carrie, did you see what Bieber was wearing? I did, and I did not understand it. I mean, we didn't misrepresent it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. It was like Shaq's suit. I mean, I don't, unless yeah. his father's seven feet tall, I don't understand. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't get it. Did he it. think that would be a fashion statement? And his, and his cute little is, wife there looks, yes. she's like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah, my guess is he thought he was looking cool. Uh, and the weird shoes. Then he has the the pea hat, you know, from yeah. the, who was that stupid march they did where Madonna was going to blow up the White House? And they're all wearing the stupid hats. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And he, he has that on to go to the Grammys. I know. What did I miss? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I missed it too because uh, it wasn't my cup of tea. Just doesn't. I, listen, it doesn't compute. I You're going to go to a nice place. You throw on a tux. You throw on a nice suit. Even if you want to be hip, uh, wear something that fits. Yeah. It is not in style to wear that. something that's eight sizes too I know. big. <laughs> I know. It looked kind of silly, didn't Unless it? Unless your kid walks out of the room and he's got that on. What do you say? Take that off and go find something that fits. Exactly Mm-mm. right. Exactly right. It's uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Simona Magiante, Papadopoulos next hour about what things are like in Europe for COVID and with Ukraine going on. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.